Hello and welcome back to the Hansan Cast with me, Emmett Lewis, and my co-host Mikhail Christianson. How is it going, Mikhail? Yo, uh, yes, um, not terrible, I guess. Uh, nothing new, nothing uh, new since yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording these episodes back to back because Mikhail is on the road for his launch of the knitting piece show. This week, yes, so. or starting tomorrow, I guess right. we travel down to um, this uh, town called Budos in in Sweden, and uh, we have I think two more days of rehearsals, and then then premiere, and then a few shows. Uh, I think it's a total of twelve shows there, so I'll be pretty beat up. But nice. um, we have like um, we have off days spread out reasonably well through the period, so confident i shall survive there will be five in a row in the end which is going to be tough it's five been in a row many years that is pretty since tough, i yeah. went through yeah like it's it's like I mean even seven or seven a week is fine with lighter shows this one is pretty tough on me physically but yeah. um i think i think i'm in shape to do it now i've been training quite methodically to be able to or just not only handstand wise but also just i do a, do a bunch of other shit in the show and there's a lot of running there's a lot of uh, things that require like cardiovascular fitness. So, oh Jesus, I've you're been, worst. <laughs> yeah, like I, I haven't been, um, I haven't, I, I, I don't jog because that <laughs> sucks. But I've just been doing a lot of kind of other types of training, like just running the the kind of back row or dance acro piece that I do a lot, and just get the kind of the general stamina of it. Um, nice. So yeah, think it, think it's, uh, it's ready enough, and. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited for for the premiere. It's been it's been years since doing that show, but it's it's also it's fun because it's so so in muscle memory. Like it's yeah. like it, almost as if everything is just uh, already there in a sense. So had of course there's just a lot of like small things you haven't you forgotten like that you have to tie off a knot somewhere for like a net that's hanging and you thought someone else is doing it or stuff like yeah. that. But uh, but yeah, it, it came together really fast, even though it's been like complete nuts with like, uh, basically one of the guys is having a kid and the the the, uh, the mom is also in the show. She has a replacement. He hasn't doesn't have a replacement because his show is, or his role is impossible to fill in because uh, he has way too many things uh, yeah. that is like mega specific. So we might have to play a show without him, which is going to be weird. And then the replacement for the pregnant girl, uh, she got a mega hernia and had to be replaced by another replacement, which is now Joey Martinio, who's a friend of mine, yeah. who has learned the show. And then there's two other people who are also having replacements being trained during the period of rehearsals. And there's a new technician who is also being taught through the rehearsals. Uh, so it is a ginormous mess of uh, logistics to make it work. But... We're basically there. You probably should have just got like two casts and made two shows and just had like two different shows with the same name and the same kind of style and costumes and people wouldn't notice and probably would have been easier. Definitely feels like it. Yeah. Yeah, How about you? I'd like to say I've done something different since we spoke yesterday, but no. No, you haven't. My dog, uh, you know, I'll give you an Albus update for the people listening in. Uh, My dog is a lampshade at the moment because he's just been neutered. So he's in... fine but he is destroying the house with that thing in vengeance just like shakes his head <laughs> something falls <laughs> uh yeah other than that he's doing pretty good albus update 
Uh, yeah, I've got fucking Omega Doms and stretching actually at the moment. You know, you wake up and you're like, oh, you wake up and you're like, hmm, today is going to be painful. And you, before you even move, I'm like, okay, yeah, that is today. So there's something about like, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this. Maybe all our listeners live in warm climates. There's just something about like in the summer when you stretch and you're doing your training, the DOMS just isn't as bad. But winter DOMS is worse, objectively. Yeah, I, I, I can certainly relate to that. Yeah, I think. But uh, I, I guess it's because also like when it's cold, you, like the the level of stiffness you wake up in, with in general is just higher. So yeah. it feels like at least so well, like, like you add DOMS on top of that and you're just like a completely crippled troll for the first couple of hours when you're awake. Yeah, I still just like it's not like my house is cold. My house is pretty warm. We've keeping it a bit warmer lately, so it's not like I'm waking up like if I was in one of my old apartments or something. Where it's like it's the same temperature inside as outside, and you're like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. Where it's like it's you know very comfortable, but still, it's just winter. We could say it's like yeah, chronobiology reasons and all this. Anyway, enough <laughs> rambling. Let's uh, get on to our topic. Before we're going to ramble a lot on the topic as usual, so might as well keep it on topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our yes, topic, what are we talking about? yeah, we're going to talk about we're going to come up with talking about handstands under pressure, and I think that's kind of an interesting topic because it kind of came up a bit yesterday in the first podcast of the season. This is our second episode, and we kind of talked a small bit about. It, but we realized, hold on, there's actually a whole topic here about doing handstands under pressure, and I think it's one of the things we can relate to if we're just starting our handstand journey. All the way to Mikhail's level of doing shows and stuff, where if you add the element of pressure, now pressure can be in many different forms, suddenly you might find what you thought you could do goes to shit or becomes much harder than you think. And that's kind of like interesting. Like, you give an example for beginners, you have gotten what you feel is a consistent 10 second handstand or 20 second straddle handstand. And you want to show your parents, your partner, your children, your dog, your cat, your handstand. You sit them down and you go, check out my handstand. And then you just can't do it. Yeah. Just, <laughs> and then I suppose even like at higher levels of handstanding, it's like as Mikhail was kind of inspired. It was like, oh, if you stick Mikhail up on five meter canes in a show and go, hey, Mikhail, do a two arm handstand. Suddenly it gets a bit difficult for a while. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I think the most funny one is, is that one of, of the kind of the the peer pre- like the the pressure from from friends or something, yeah. or even I, I know someone some people who are like, oh shit, I put on the camera now I'm definitely not gonna manage, uh, because because you add that level of um, of extra pressure to it, and it doesn't need to be large. That's that's what's funny about it. You just yeah. need that little extra kind of edge to it which um then suddenly shifts shifts everything and i do think it has a lot to do with like the fact that you become extra self-conscious um, yeah you you mm, your mind state is is slightly altered and suddenly like suddenly you're not you're not as focused on on just relaxing and doing like basically like doing the kind of the auto run of of your balance program yeah. you cannot because suddenly like you are thinking you're you're in kind of um you become too conscious um and you you it's harder to allow yourself to 
to get into kind of the 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 mindset of just doing it yeah um, and it can be from such harmless things as yeah just telling your friend maybe even your friend that has seen you do it a million times before but you're like okay now i'm going to do this check this out um and then it doesn't work and uh, the funny thing is like i think the triggers for these kind of things can be very many different ones because i also know people who are um who do a lot better under those circumstances where they're like they like to show off for example yeah um or like they they kind they kind of get a boost from okay now now i'm now i'm going to, going to show you up to or like i'm going to um show you my skill and then they manage better maybe because of that adrenaline or or that thing and like there there's certainly something to that too uh but yeah but i i think you 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 need a certain level of of then like comfort with it to be able to utilize that yeah. extra adrenaline or that extra kind of tension that 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 adds to it to it to to then be in um yeah if it's either performance or if it's like up high or whatever the extra stressor is yeah no, definitely i think there is those people who thrive in that kind of pressure situation but oh yeah there's this like i suppose we can kind of define different sorts of pressure because there is pressure from observers and um, whether that kind of whether the pressure melts you or turns you into a diamond is a personality trait as much as anything else mm. but then there's also environmental pressure whereas you can take the person who is you know can will suddenly start busting out their high level tricks you see this a lot in the circus world, particularly in kind of informal environments, just like, oh, like there is something about the group dynamic, like, oh, check me out. Oh, you just done this. Oh, I'm going to drop something else. Oh, you see this, yeah. like, you see it a lot in tumbling, yeah. like some of the crazier things I've done in tumbling. Not that I'm particularly good at it, but when it's like, oh, it's just been like, oh, you just done that. No, I can top it. Uh, you just kind mm. of go for it. <laughs> and he's like, oh. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you see that, I, you see I, it in breakdancing as well. Like, Oh, um, yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. like so much. I remember when we were like kids uh, or we were like 19, 20, 21. And then like, like, because we were just a bunch of boys, right? And then suddenly yeah. like there like a girl comes and then like, especially this one friend of mine, he, he used to just sit and slack off like, he was really fucking good, but he didn't like train that hard. Yeah. And then like would come a cute girl and he'd be like, he'd be throwing out like crazy fucking moves. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's a classic. And I remember like one time, I think one of the best combos I ever did of like power move stuff was during a workshop with an Italian B-boy known as Chico, who was one of like the best power movers of all time. Yeah. And I, I remember like during that time, like we were all like all kind of jamming and he was there helping us out and there came this song on, which I was like, oh, fuck, I like this song. And he was like, yeah, can you can you, can you you show me your Flair to 90? He said, because I asked him about that. And I just did the best fucking thing I've <laughs> ever done. Like, I've never fl like been flying that hard ever. And so I remember I went like Flair up to 90, back down to Flares, and they were flowing so well, and back down into a windmill and into backspin, and just like, damn, this was sick. Uh, so it can really kick the the other other way that like that sort of um, um that it adds to your power but i feel that like with dynamic stuff like you said with tumbling with breaking with with even with straps once you're in front of an audience yeah. or you're in that state where 
all of the various kind of pre like where the the pressure makes you stronger in a way or uh, faster yeah. or whatever it is like it, it can really add like the times i've done straps on stage it's just been like it, it's just you you feel superhuman because suddenly your legs don't weigh anything <laughs> while in handstand it just has that opposite effect since since it's all about keeping the calm yeah uh, and not be too violent not be too powerful um then it's just like it can really make it harder and i think like one the, the funny part is like once you go up or once you you're supposed to go up and you feel oh shit i'm stressed or you feel that it's going to be harder that adds a second layer of of self or like extra kind of uh, self-consciousness to it like you you're suddenly uh viewing yourself from outside and starting to doubt um so i think up until the point where you kind of feel that and you're pulled out of like to use it just a metaphor you're pulled out of your body and suddenly you're you're in your mind yeah uh, that's that's when it's like it starts stuttering and it becomes weird and and so much harder yeah it's definitely that kind of yeah i'm just trying to think what you kind of to phrase it into my own terms it is that idea of like taking taking your directed focus and like you're, I think the crowd, particularly when you've got eyes on you, gives you the ability to hyper-focus on one detail. It's like all those eyes are on you, and then you're able to focus on one thing more intently. Now, in tumbling or something else, if that's like put more power into rotation or just fucking do it, that's amazing. Whereas if you're in handstands mm -hmm. and then suddenly you're like, you're up there and suddenly you start thinking about your knee or the cane wobbles a little too much, that you'd expect what would normally you wouldn't notice but suddenly once you hyper focus on that wobble then everything else is gone i think there's a mm. little of that to it i would say almost yeah yeah there's this thing I've, I've thought about this a lot in in relation to um like because public speaking is of course like a thing that a lot of people have fear yeah um, or like are afraid of or find to be very challenging and i think it's a lot the same thing because you you can have someone who is just super comfortable and chill talking in social situations but you put them in a certain context and suddenly it's all stifled and they start being uh, worried about saying the wrong thing or they feel uncomfortable and so on and because you feel uncomfortable uh, you feel that people see you feeling feeling uncomfortable yeah which makes them uncomfortable. And then it becomes this like really bad uh, spiral of, of it just not being a nice context to be in. And I think it's similar with, with balance that like you feel that you will shake and you shake and you feel people see you doing it and it makes you more stressed, which makes you push even harder or grip super yeah. hard and you suddenly you can't feel your arm. And it's, it's all very miserable in that sense. I think there's like a big, a big thing to to that kind of like it creates this sort of feedback loop to you where you where you don't really um like it gets really hard to snap out of it i yeah. think with like with with juggling it seems to be very much the same thing or arguably even worse i'd say because like i've seen so many jugglers like they're doing a routine and they're fine they're fine they're fine they're fine they drop once it's not so bad and then like they drop like twice more quite quick in succession and suddenly you just see them become super flustered and like they 
they lose focus somehow. Um, yeah. And some people are, are are good at kind of like shaking it off either by just like taking it with, taking it with a pinch of humor or so on. But if they're in that context where you're like you're pressured to to perform, you're pressured to succeed. Uh, yeah. I guess that I guess that's that's the ultimate thing. Like you're pressured to succeed, so so it becomes a big deal for you whether or not you manage, uh, and then that kind of stress suddenly becoming like a total whirlwind. And just I've I've seen seen some jugglers, and since also yeah. jugglers are very often control freaks with their <laughs> objects, as soon as it as soon as it as it starts going down downhill, you see them just like they it's becomes so difficult for them to handle the situation. Um, because it's so obvious too, like well, the club wasn't supposed to be on the floor. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's the kind of thing in like a lot of circus, a lot of circus, a lot of perform, like any sort of performance stuff. Like, I don't know, you're playing music, you hit a slightly bum note. The bum note's only really a bum note, depending on what you do afterwards. And you can kind of, someone might notice, oh, he hit the wrong note, but there's a thousand notes in your song. Uh, same with like handstands. Even if you fall out of handstands, unless you like fall off the canes completely, you can generally come down slow. If you're at the level of performing, you'll be able to come down slow. Same with aerial. If you get yourself kind of tangled, keep your toes pointed, keep smi smiling, untangle yourself, miss your cues in the music, catch back up. Mm. Whereas with juggling, it's like, yeah, as you put it, the club is meant to be in the air. It is now on the ground. Mm. Whoops. <laughs> it's like someone's <laughs> just throwing a firework on the stage. Hmm. And then, uh, yeah, then I think it's actually the pressure, like a lot of the pressure on juggling is a lot of jugglers will have their acts kind of scripted basically to the music, to the count. Now you're not juggling exactly on the beat, but it's like, okay, I'll have six bars of this trick. I'll do, you know, I'll do a five-up pirouette. I will do 25 catches of five until the next kind of trick. It's kind of metronomic in some ways in terms of how it's planned out. And then suddenly it's mm -hmm. like, oh, I've dropped the ball. Now I have to figure out what catch I was on restart the catch on the segment and then calculate on the fly which bit of the segment I've missed restarting and that's when you start seeing like trying to catch back up and that's when the draw the second drop happens and then when the second drop happens yeah it's basically over yeah yeah but I, I when I think about it I think a lot of it so I, I used to struggle with this a lot on stage uh, um, and under kind of that pressure thing where you kind of like you because in in the end it becomes about self-judgment more than judgment yeah. from others because like that, that that's where i think that yeah good someone who's really comfortable with their skill level and as i've come, become more and more comfortable with, with my skill level it doesn't really matter like uh like when we had our last run through for example of the show i'm doing now um I messed up my switch, um, which I do in one of the first scenes. Oh, well, okay. I fell down, fucked up, didn't want to bother doing it again. Um, and we went on with the show. Yeah. And whereas that would have kind of been like a little bit of a torn in my side before. It's like, ah, damn, fuck, I didn't manage. Uh, yeah, what about this, that? Like, it's just, um, and at this point, like, I've done it so many times. I know. I And it, it, you, you just become come comfortable with the facts sometimes you manage sometimes you don't manage yeah. and you you move along without that being um like it, it doesn't get you as emotionally flustered as um, it might when you're when you're less experienced yeah. and because of that you, you like it's funny because you you also become more consistent because you know that oh well 
if I fall right now, I am not going to judge myself as hard because, well, people fall down all the time and I've fallen down a hundred thousand times. I survived all of those times and I will survive and I will fall again. So who, who cares kind of, so it, it becomes easier and easier to, to deal with that. But I, I think now, I mean, now we're speaking a lot about like the on stage environment, yeah. but I think that still like it, it's, it's the same when you're, when, if you're pressured in a social situation with, with these things, or you feel that you're kind yeah. of bad or that you need to, you need to show that you're able, like it's, it's all part of the same psychological function, which is mainly about self-judgment. And as we've talked a lot about on, on yeah. this cast too, that like the hand balancing somehow tends to, uh, draw to it people <laughs> with with a lot of self self judgment in a way because of its yeah. its apparent and very clear uh, display of control and uh, non or like lack of control. So I think that like the 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 more the the, the better one gets at like not being as hard on, yeah. on themselves because of yeah failure and all this. The, the easier it becomes to also kind of just ha- like yeah handle uh, handle the thing when you when you want to to pull something off because you 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 know that it's actually not as big of a deal if you fuck up like yeah. you, you can try again and like the funny part is like usually if people are not assholes they are not actually not going to judge you and think <laughs> you are bad at what you do for for, for making a mess out of shit yeah uh, now and then i think like a lot of people like you know in a performance contact if you recover an act like from a mistake you'll get much more kudos from an audience like particularly if it's a very obvious one and go oh i've oh, seen yeah. you're in trouble like people will spot that and go holy shit they actually pulled it back off and didn't and like mm-hmm. people can understand that like i think messing up under pressure like even if we go public speaking as well it is one of those ones mm-hmm. where people will go oh public like public speaking in the office doing a slideshow on my job is incredibly difficult for me so then even just like seeing someone perform, even if they have no context of performing work or stage work or anything, and you messed up and you saved it or you fixed it, you'll get almost much more appreciation from the audience. They'll be able, to, it's almost more relatable to them than just yeah. going up and being incredibly fucking smooth and then nothing else happening. Yeah, it, it, it's very true. Like I, I remember that from many times I watched things. I remember like years ago, I saw this like school show um, and all the all the artists were super good but they were they were just so perfect and so smooth and so flawless all of the time yeah uh, that like it, it it felt a bit like kind of flat but then like one guy was doing a rusier act and i don't know if he made his his kind of rusier is the big ring that you kind of fly around you in turn on, yourself on into a spinning top on the coin those people yeah and like he was he made this like circle too big or something so he like almost crashed and you saw like as he noticed he was almost crashing you saw he kind of like he made some sort of like really big like grimace on his face yeah uh, where you saw him kind of humanize and suddenly just put a smile like that, that i remember that moment put a smile on my face because he was like you could see him like oh shit here's something happened <laughs> i got it like you could see that that human moment in it and i think there's um yeah there's it's in yeah from kind of a group psychology context that all yeah it makes it relatable and yeah, uh, yeah like you, like you say like um, back to that that same move that i messed up in the show there like i do i do like a switch on like a one cane routine in, in knitting piece and 
I remember like usually I don't get too much applause for it at all yeah. because it's just it's in a context in the show where like it's not really a clapping moment per se, but uh like usually it's it's pretty it's pretty regular looking. It's yeah. yes, impressive, but like it's it's it may be not that different from the other handstands that I do from just a regular audience perspective. But I like I've had a couple of switches where I made mega rough saves and it looks like I'm gonna fall and I catch it anyway and I come back up and uh, then then the audience suddenly is like roaring and like screaming and clapping because they they they, they saw it they yeah. saw what was going on and it's like it was actually more clear what I did because of the 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 extra struggle and I mean this is the classical reason why I mean like Alexis Brothers and all those acts where they kind of fake the mistake yeah. Uh, to, uh, to for for a a pure build of dramaturgy because like if they just do it as like they've done seven eight really hard moves in a row and then like if 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 move number nine doesn't add something it's just the same so they add drama by yeah. by doing the kind of almost failure <laughs> or like the people that do that the people that do the block drop on canes yeah. they very often do kind of like they do a bent arm press up even though they can do a straight arm press yeah and then like they kind of wobble the blocks a bit so that they have to come back down to like kind of an almost an l sit and then go again yeah uh, so it looks like holy shit this is like the craze that now is really going for the absolute hardest thing you can do whoa 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 while in in, in reality it's just like it's it's just a game to make you make you experience the difficulty and then yeah. boom the block drop happens everyone is mega happy but yeah i think there's a lot to this um the kind of the success versus failure um yeah thing that like in in a performance context you can you can literally utilize to to make it seem more special than it is sort of yeah it's definitely yeah it's that kind of yeah so I was thinking there's was kind of something in there I wanted to go to actually on the success and failure idea of the idea of the pressure cooker. Uh, I slightly want to diverge, but it makes sense. Like if we think of a pressure cooker, cooks food faster or cooks it harder or whatever. I don't you know. I don't use a pressure cooker. I think they're evil. They look evil. Anyway, uh, but if we think about like the context of putting someone under the right amount of pressure can actually be, mm. and going back to our, like, do you fall to shit or do you turn to diamonds? And if we think about, like, all these kind of, like, if we think about, say, breaking. Okay, you're doing breaking, it's either you versus your friends, it's kind of supportive. If you think of capoeira, it has, like, the rota where everyone's in a circle, and that's when you start seeing, like, the pressure being put on. If we think of handstands, we don't exactly have it, but sometimes it happens when people are playing, like, add-on or someone's trying something and you're there and everyone's trying, like, the same thing. And that's when you start seeing like people breaking their limits because of the pressure. There's like mm. this right amount of pressure when it's like, oh, I know these people have my back. It's kind of like, put it this way, it's like that same pressure you'd get at a sports team where your fans are cheering you on, you're running, and then you get it and you go faster. It's that pressure, but it can still be work in handstands. And when I bring it up, because when I see it most is either when someone's close to getting something and people spot them, they go, oh, this person's been struggling with their press or they've been struggling with holding past in 60 seconds or something like this, and people know what you've been training and the environment mm -hmm. supports it. Or even when playing add-on. Add-on is one of the ones where I see like students, you know, I do encourage people whenever there's groups of training just to go, let's play a bit add-on at the end. 
and just go, mm. who can, you know, let's see, let's challenge people. And even though, you know, it's like, it's a good game because you can start like, you set the rules, start basic, and then people can kind of drop off. And as people get more and more advanced, the crazier skills come on. But there is a kind of like thing of like, you don't want to just wreck someone and just go straight onto one arm, straight into Mexicans straight away when you know they can't. You kind of want to lead them on something that they might be able to do. It's kind of like that kind of will they, won't they kind of element to the game. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting, like also that the kind of competition mindset because some people take very well to that and others yeah. like have more, like don't like it, basically. Yeah. I'm, I'm certainly one that like I'm... I don't enjoy the the kind of the competitive let's see who can do the most sort of thing though I definitely see the um, the point of it in terms of like so some people really make that work and some are able to turn it into like very good like friendly competition that just, yeah. just like kind of uh that is basically just healthy uh and then there are some that really yeah that that don't really feel that it adds or gives anything to them or it just makes them stressed or yeah. um, or stuff like that. And I, I guess that also, again, has to do with this kind of like the comparison thing and like success versus failure sort of thing. Um, and yeah, like to to me personally, I'm, I'm not that interested in in a kind of the, the competitive, like I can do more than, than you sort of thing. Yeah. But I think in, in for 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 the, for the right people, like it, it can certainly be kind of just a a good kind of cheer and like people maybe that like like uh, yeah competition in general um, can definitely get a lot out of that. Whereas I know people that are like so turned off from that kind of context and just like do everything they can to to avoid that sort of context. Hands um, introverts. Yeah, yeah, and there's lots, yeah. lots of people that like are are like as soon as you mentioned kind of the, or i think that's an that's a in general handstand demographic in general even or just like as soon as you mentioned kind of like mm, things that are like yeah either competitive or like very technical or like look at this guy yeah. do this and that they kind of they kind of pull away and they're like no this is not what i want like they're they're, they're not that interested in kind of the athletic uh, display kind of side of it, uh, which yeah. I have full respect for. No, I'm um, not saying more. I'm not saying in competition. I'm saying in like friendly, like game play structure. Mm. So I'm not okay. talking about like okay, let's just try max out our press. Oh, that works for a lot of some people, mm. but more in terms of like, oh, you know, let's go. Oh, let's play add-on. And I've seen this multiple times. Like, say, you know, do this with intermediate EP. People can kind of balance a little bit and go, okay, start off, handstand. Okay, so I'm a handstand. And someone goes, oh, okay, handstand, tuck. And you know the people can only do, say, one shape change. Then someone might go, handstand, tuck, straddle. And then suddenly you have someone who hasn't done three shape changes in a row doing three three shape changes to keep up. And that kind of mm. pressure can be quite quite beneficial for just, like, it's like the encouragement pressure that like there's a I don't know a void for you to succeed into it's that kind of like mm. the the pregnant silence I like to call it in some ways when you're just like oh it's waiting to give birth to something because of the group and not mm. not just like oh yeah it's not like bro 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 but more just like yeah let's try this mm. okay oh shit they done that okay you go okay add on okay now go yeah, it's it's 
it's uh, yeah, it, it's certainly like an element that can be very or like very positive for some for some people. Um, and it also made me think about like different thing though, but uh, in terms of this pressure and being able to manage it and stuff. Um, one of the, I maybe probably talked about it before, but once when I like I when I made that act, which is basically um, kind of a um, a lecture performance, as I call it, where I explain yeah. handstands while I do handstands, like what I did on TED Talks. Um, uh, when I made that thing, like it was just all a kind of random situation at school. I didn't hadn't finished the task I was supposed to do, and then I just said to, <laughs> the, to everyone, "Okay, I'm just gonna explain handstands while I do handstands because I didn't do the ta- the task." Yeah. So I just start and I kind of go through everything, and because I'm like reasonably comfortable with talking in front of groups and i was even back then uh, and i'd been teaching yeah like and stuff so and i was very interested in the subject matter of how does this work and all that because of that i was in a calm mind state when i was doing the handstands uh, uh and i was doing a really good job like that's nice. what people told me and that's why i kept it and made it into an act later uh, because I was probably relaxing more than like, oh shit, now I need to show them my technical level. I was just, the, I was just present. I was talking about the things, and because of that adding to my calm, um, I think it was the first time I was on the stage and was not stressed about my technique. Because back then, I mean, circus school, and I was super technically focused, and I really wanted to get good and do all the cool things, and like I was really. Uh, yeah. hyper aware of all of those like oh shit you don't want to or like I wanted to do my best all the time so it was very interesting to um, to be able to um, uh, yeah see how that suddenly removed pressure uh, yeah. because of it of, of, of it being like less self-conscious than literally because I was doing something that I was comfortable with at the same time and I think yeah, for anyone who is like who struggles with these types of of things, whether or not it's 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 pressure from themselves or pressure from stage or like like kind of the success versus failure thing, I think a, a maybe a useful thing to think about in relation, because when when thinking about about, about this thing, you you might like fantasize and think, okay, yeah, I I want it to feel like this or. Uh, you're kind of wondering how it feels to to execute it perfectly or whatnot, but a, a, a good way to make a comparison actually of how it feels is to to think about anything else you do that's just very comfortable and chill. And the more intuitive and natural that thing is, uh, the more similar it'll be to doing a handstand when that is equally uh, natural and intuitive. So if it's just like walking down the street or if it's just like an activity that you're like let's say you know how to play the guitar and you're like pretty decent at playing the guitar if you pick up that guitar and you play in play a simple song yeah that's that's how it is to do a handstand like it you like you just do it at that point when when you do not need to be self-conscious anymore but i guess it's the same i mean you're you're you have to play that song in front of like two friends oh, it's okay it's not too bad uh, or if it's a ride in a party it's not too bad suddenly you're on stage and you have to do it whoa suddenly like the same song which is so easy is not so easy anymore and the pressure is more inside you than it is out there in the audience but of course the the, the people being there looking at you is what creates that kind of extra level of 
of tension and yeah. ultimately it is it is uh, mostly about um I mean, exposure therapy in one sense. You do it enough times, this new context is no longer new. Uh, your your body is not shooting out the tons of, of stress hormones in, in the moment as as they might be in the beginning. And suddenly you can uh, you can be present in a different way. You can you can uh, deliver in a different way, whether that is in a very expressive stage context or if it's just like, hey, check it out. I'm now now I'm going to pull off uh, the cool handstand. Yeah. Ah, cool. I think we covered like the whole kind of social pressure quite well in both its positive and difficult terms. But I think one of the other things we talked about was environmental pressures as well. Mm. Like doing your handstand, taking your handstand, not even if someone's watching, just going, I want to try do this in a different situation that's kind of something you touched on like oh the the high canes and then suddenly it's like oh and something what should have been like easy and quick was just like oh wait this isn't as smooth as it should have been yeah i think that's kind yeah, of it was really yeah sorry yeah that, that thing i talked talked about with with the high canes that i did like a little while ago is it's a perfect example of that because like i am in knitting piece the the girl named i know who does that who does the platform act um, I've never, I've never done the platform until like about a month ago when I went up and I, I go up on the platform. I'm pretty confident. I get, get up there and I'm like, Oh, this <laughs> platform is really small. Uh, shit. Like, and I go up there. I spend like a couple of minutes up there. I go back down. I say, shit, I don't think I can do it. And I go back up again. I'm saying, Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I did like a really slow press to handstand on, on the platform itself, like on the floor plate. Yeah, and the platform is pretty small, so it, it feels a bit sketch. But okay, I was so bad. Then I do it again. I did a one arm there, felt fine. I was like, okay, fine. I'll I'll take the canes. I'll just do it. I bring the canes up, and I'm like, whoa, no way, I'm not <laughs> there. Uh, and like then I I get finally into a two arm handstand. Um, and then I was by by then I was pretty pretty done with with anything physical. So the next day I come back in, I go back up, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, this is not too bad. And I do a two arm handstand. It was fine, and then I did a one arm, and it was fine as well. But it's it's really like like the the slowness of going up. The kind of like suddenly you're doubting your good old handstand that you've done a <laughs> hundred thousand times before. And what I find interesting is like I've I've done like handstands on a cliff and stuff before, uh, like with my basically my legs hanging off like a death drop of like a thousand meters. Yeah, but. But the thing is that at that point I was looking straight down into the ground. I didn't, I like there was no death drop in my view, yeah. I, so to speak. I could see it in my peripheral yeah. vision, but I was looking straight down the stone. While up on the platform, you kind of like you have so much view of not of of uh, a far drop. So suddenly you're just like, yeah, you you it get really into your brain at that point. Yeah, it is like yeah, it's that kind of thing. I think like the environment changes the pressure the environment puts on you like even just doing like that's the height is obviously a very clear example because some people are perfectly fine at height and other people aren't good at height at all and you know and some people can get used to it and it's just a new thing but it's like it gives this it gives this pressure of what i think of the what if pressure like what if or what is about to happen like mm. handstand auto run xe can't run because you're thinking, what if the cane wobbles and I have to twist out? You're already mm -hmm. almost like, instead of in the thing, it's coming back to this like, 
you're not in the thing, which you could probably do fine. There's no actual change to the skill, but you're already in the like the next step of like, oh, what is disaster plan 1.0? Mm. I think that's kind of just interesting though, like obviously height and adding danger or even even if it's not actual danger, like perceived danger to something can, uh, yeah, bring these things quite up and brings us a lot of pressure. Yeah. I, I, th- I think that like me doing a handstand up there must feel like kind of someone who's pretty new on canes, like who's been excited about going open canes. Like, well, it's the first time I'm going to go open canes. And they're like, they have twisted out a thousand times on the floor. They know it's yeah. the same thing. But what if? Like they haven't experienced the what ifs. So you go into that like very self-conscious mode immediately. Yeah. And then you need to kind of fight through that to be able to do it and then you repeat and then it's fine it was funny like i was speaking with uh, with joey when she, since she's learning the act and in the beginning when she was rehearsing i mean now she does it entirely fine she has no problem whatsoever yeah she nails the routine like 10 out of 10 times but when she was learning it like she had to be alone in the hall because there was the girl who was going to teach her the role had covid um so she had to basically rehearse with her on zoom <laughs> and <laughs> She, she told me that later, like, yeah, you know, she, she texted me and because I'd, I had done the one arm up there and she's like, she texted me once and I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And she said, I'm like, what is it you can't do? No, like I'm up on the platform right now. It, it doesn't work. I, I, I'm, I'm the wrong person for the job. It's never going to work. And I, <laughs> I tried to pep talk her because like I knew exactly what she felt. Yeah. I, like the first time I went up there, I was like, fuck, this is, this is more sketchy than I thought. I'm because like, like the immediate reaction is I'm not sure if I can do this. But all it took was me going up on the platform three times and and I did a one arm. And then the next time, like one month after when I went up there, it was just to pull it off without much doubt at all. Yeah. But I was like, I knew exactly what she was going through. She said she was like really having like existential hand balancing crisis. Like, oh, no, they've chosen for me, me for this show. I'm never going to be able <laughs> to do it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, of course, she she managed. She said, like the same day, she said, like, yeah, I took everything out of me to to get up into that handstand, but I did it. And now it's like she she doesn't even think twice about about going up there. It's 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 so easy. Um, but yeah, I I think it's like it's important to to think about how how it becomes so natural to deal with these situations that you forget what is scary. Um, I mean, the cl- classical one, you're teaching a workshop and someone is like, uh, yeah, I don't dare to kick up to the wall uh, yeah, and, or, or you're going to spot them and they look at you and they're like, are you sure you, are, are you sure you have me? Or like, uh, like that fear is, is valid. It, yeah. it, like they, they are, they're going through exactly the same emotions we yeah. have to assume that like their the, their body response is is the same it's just that like for them this is an unknown so it's going to cause uh that like similar type of response so i think this is like something is which is very important to consider when teaching and so on that like well this 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 emotion for people will be often be there so then like having the the encouraging uh way of dealing with it and yeah. particularly doing it through exposure therapy like okay well get, getting up to the wall is scary well we're gonna go up to the wall five times right now and you just help them up five times in a row you come back after you do five times in a row no thinking just do it same with like 
cartwheeling out from handstand. I just have people like do it again and again and again with spot, no thinking in between. Just go one more time, one more time, one more time. Okay, yeah. leave it alone. Go do some wall drills. And come back. Okay, right now we're gonna kick up into handstand and fall over, and just like so that it that they're 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 become where the body gets an experience of of how you respond to the situation. Suddenly, like uh, it, it's funny because the yeah. fear goes away afterwards. Like the fear goes away as a consequence of, of, of the, the body haven't gone through the motions enough times so that like when you reach that point of, oh shit, I'm falling over it, it, it no longer causes like an existential crisis. Yeah, definitely. I think it's also like that fear of the unknown. Once again, that what if comes into play. I think it's one of those things. I just think of like in particular, just one. Yeah. One of my clients who will, he's probably listening to this thing or students or whatever you want to call them. Uh, he listens in. And I remember in his gym, the owner had some like basketball team playing in the gym. Like they'd come over and they're meant to do their strength and conditioning and everything. And just there would be balls flying around the gym all the time. And I could tell, I could tell on his videos the days, even if I didn't see a basketball fly at him during that thing, I could tell the days when they're in the gym when he's doing his handstand training versus not just by how like, stiff and tense he was kind of like a cat you know when a cat gets scared or gets ready to do something or hears a noise it's like ready to go it's that kind of yeah so it's just kind of interesting that it's like oh this environment pressure has now it's given that kind of like i don't know there's almost like when you get into this what if situation there's almost a bit of a vibration to a person i don't even notice this where it's like instead of just being like focused on the point or on what they're doing there's kind of like a, a vibration in the body, like an ants in the pants kind of twitching of like, which way am I going to go? Which way do I have to react? It puts that kind of feeling into the body. It's kind of like, I don't know, if you watch tennis or martial arts, are probably a good one where the person, the tennis person is kind of bobbing and kind of getting the movement in the body because they might need to go in this direction, they might need to go in that direction very quickly rather than just standing grounded on the spot ready to go. Mm. I think that kind of environment kicks off. Now, it's a very subtle vibration, but it's there. It's like, oh, it's like, what if I have to twist this way? What if the ball hits me in the back? What if I, a loud noise happens? And then it's like, oh, mm. you know, that the high-speed reaction without thinking of what caused the reaction. Like when you burn your hand, everyone can remember, like, you touch something, it's hot, your hand flinches away from it faster than you realize you've been burnt. Mm. And it is that kind of, like, perceptive thing that something will happen at the the edges of my perception that I'll have to react to before I know what it is. So I have to kind of be, like, to the edges rather than on the skill. Yeah, it, it's that entire thing they say about like brain science stuff that like the brain is just what it primarily is good at is is predicting things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I think there's uh, there's certainly like a lot of different yeah, there's a lot, a lot of different aspects to 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 all of this really. Um, but yeah, like the having the knowledge that you. I mean, the body and the mind is rather resilient and adaptable. Um, and uh, if you expose to a situation you can handle, but that, that is like closing towards the edge 
of what you can handle, just as muscles, just as like strength, just as flexibility. Like you're, you're gradually uh, allowing yourself to to get better at it. Um, and same same as we talked about in the last episode, actually with uh, um, um, what the hell was I supposed to say right now? It it, I, it completely <laughs> slipped my mind. The thinking um, fast and slow, or is that? Uh, yes, yeah. The fact that you you need to allow yourself to be in an intuitive mind state when you when you do things, it's a little bit the same here. Like um, you expose you expose to this this new situation. Uh, you leave it alone for a while. You come back and you'll see that like your your kind of your perception in the moment, your 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 container of the uh, of the experience of the moment is slightly wider, so you can take in more what's going on. Um, and that like like moment by moment gets bigger and bigger. And I think with any anything kind of fear related, like thinking a backflip or anything of the sorts, like in the beginning, it's all like a big void of nothing but with enough time it becomes like time dilates during <laughs> during the moment you do it almost and you you experience everything that's going on and you can even sort mistakes or you, you don't even need to make mistakes because you have you you know you have time um in yeah. those moments and that's kind yeah, of part of the adrenaline side when you have the right amount of adrenaline dumped it like basically yeah. like this is kind of interesting thing on neuros the not a hundred percent certain on the neuroscience. So if anyone, if anyone is into neuroscience and wants to correct me on this, but as far as I understand it, there's a certain amount of adrenaline that when it gets dumped, it basically overclocks your brain. So your brain is processing faster and faster and able to deal with things quicker. And it's kind of mm-hmm. one of the things that like your percept, your ability to perceive and perceive and then sort of see what's going on is increased because you're thinking faster or your brain is overclocked slightly. And that's when you can kind of like, oh, and you probably experienced it like, oh, someone threw a ball at me and I was able to see the stitches on the ball as I caught it, even though normally it would just be a blur. Or I could react faster because time was just going slower relative to my perception. It's, 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 very, it's very interesting. Um, and... I think in many, I mean, in daily life situations, it's hard to replicate these scenarios. Yeah. And I guess like that's part of any any kind of activity you do. I mean, like think yeah, like you say with a ball, like think a football keeper who who is during a match and like the ball comes flying in like a fucking million miles per hour, and somehow you you just see exactly how to respond. Yeah, uh, and you're 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 able to. To respond appropriately, and um, I, I, I still find this very, very fascinating because it's like uh, when you do this, when you're when you're in the zone, in that state, it's almost as if you observe yourself doing it. Yeah, like it's almost as as if you have like you can just like I was thinking of that this this one day when we were like doing a run through, and I was just like in this state where I was like thinking like whoa. What if what if I were to mess up here? No, there's there's just no reason for me to mess up here because like I'm not really doing this. <laughs> that was kind of the 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 thought that went through my head in a rather philosophical yeah. way. But if it's like there was no, I mean, obviously it it was I it wasn't an extremely hard thing that was going on either. But it was just the 
the the experience of me watching me doing it and at the same time thinking well i could just relax my entire arm now and fall straight on my face down into this hole yeah. but like it isn't going to happen uh, but um and it was almost as if like, well it, it's 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 not yeah quote unquote me that is doing this and i think this is cool because that is that i think is almost is what what can happen only at a very highly developed level because if i'm like i i i won't be in that mind state if i'm doing like flare 90 flare for example yeah. because like it's too it's it's too difficult for me while th this this specific thing was me doing like kind of a a strange two-arm handstand in a duo handstand act. Yeah. But it, it's a very simple moment and I stay up for exactly a decent amount of counts in the music and I know when I go down, I perform the fucking thing like 300 times. So it's just, it's a complete autopilot and you yeah. kind of like, it's almost as if you can philosophize about your life as as you do it. Um, yeah. I give I people a good example like, of how to experience this actually. So here you go. I'm going to blow your minds. You don't wash your hands. Your hands wash each other, and you just stand there and watch them do it. Now, that, go wash your hands <laughs> at the end of this cast, and you'll see exactly what I mean. And that's kind of what you're explaining. This is actually kind of very well explained. It was like the movement center has taken over, and the thinking center is backstage versus the thinking center being front stage. So it's kind mm -hmm. of, it is that kind of thing, but it is kind of fun. That's, that's a very clear way to experience it if you actually just pay... Pay attention to what's going on when you wash your hands. You're not washing your hands. Your hands are doing it, and you're, like, watching them do it. Mm. That's kind of, yeah. Certainly, certainly like that. That's, that that sounds, sounds, very, sounds very zen. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, it's a, one of those, like, it's all these kind of simple exercises where, like, you get these kind of things where, like, oh, you go to, you know, a Zen monastery is a classic example of this. You go to a Zen monastery, and you speak to your thing. You sign up, and they go, okay, shave your head. Here's your robes. You're like, awesome, when do I learn some Zen? And they go, well, here's a fucking sweeping brush, off you go. Yeah. <laughs> and one, it's part of like decompression into the monastic life, but there's a lot of these kind of very simple exercises where you just do them over and over again, even if it's like to clean something or go dig some field or do whatever, you're given like a simple job. And then it's just like in the quiet thing, you realize, hold on, you're not actually, the thinking part of your brain isn't doing the job. Sweeping's easy. So then you get that, it is part of that, and that kind of will get explained to you. So there's a big secret of Zen and other kind of monastic practices. The simple living life of just with the repeated schedule means you'll just fall into automation that you can actually see the separation. But uh, you can experience it day to day just by washing your hands mm. or watching your hands <laughs> wash themselves. Yeah. I think that is a an excellent note to to end this yeah. uh, pseudo philosophical um handstandy pressure yeah. thing on oh, good good yeah i think it's a good yeah interesting topic we cover a lot uh yeah with that we are back as you know with season three of the handstand cast as i said if you have any requests for topics you know send them into us and we'll see what is popular and we'll see what we'll do again or we'll do yeah Whatever, we're even up or down for repeating topics if people want to hear us talk about something again. So don't be afraid if we've done it and you said, oh, I'd like you to talk about this again. No problem. If enough people want it, we will do it. Uh, other than that, I've been Emmett Lewis and I'm here with Mikhail Christiansen and we are the Handstand Cast. Bye-bye. The Handstand Cast is brought to you by Handstand Factory. 
and is produced by Motion Impulse. Thanks for tuning in. You can find a full transcript of each episode, along with the show notes and any relevant references on handstandfactory.com slash podcast. Thanks to Isaac for editing and Jordan for transcriptions. Music by Daniel Horworth. If you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee on buymeacoffee.com or consider starting one of our Handstand Factory online programs. Links are in the show notes. 